Hello, how are you? It's Aiden Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, why do I always have to start like that? Like, why is my way of giving myself energy to just humiliate myself? Anyway, uh, 26th of April, 2022. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. Ba, 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 ba. Fucking hell, man. I'm just kind of recovering. Not even like a hangover or a come down. I lied yesterday and told someone I was coming down and I can't even remember what I was... <laughs> <coughs> I can't even remember what I was trying to fucking make an excuse to not do, but <laughs> that's like how insignificant it was. The lie. You know when you lie, like you would think that telling a lie is like a big thing, you know? Like we all tell lies, but... You'd hope that you remember all your lies. That telling a lie is like enough of a kind of aberration that when you tell a lie, you're like, oh, you know, I considered that and I've, I have I made a decision that I needed to tell a lie in that moment. You hope that you don't just tell lies on fucking autopilot. But I reckon that's what I did yesterday because I don't even remember in what context or to who the lie was told. I just told him like, oh, yeah, I was coming down. Coming down off a big fucking weekend, bro. And that's an easy lie for me to tell because it's like, I, I, I feel like it's cool to have done drugs on the weekend, you know? Like, I feel like if I tell someone I'm coming down, they'll be like, oh yeah, sick. But if I just tell someone, oh, I feel like I don't have a lot of energy and, um, you know, fulfilling my obligations with you is something that I just don't particularly want to do. They'd be like, what? I mean, fuck you. It's like it's easier to to blame external factors, even when the external factors, i.e. a come down, are entirely within your control. Anyway, fucking, yeah, I thought that was going somewhere interesting and it kind of did. Not funny though. G'day. How are you guys? Did you have a nice weekend? I had a lovely weekend. I had a great Last few shows in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Um, happy with my show. I actually just realised this morning I was lying in bed. I've been I've been fucking sleeping late, man, and I don't like that. I want to get out of bed earlier. I want to start fixing my schedule. I've been meditating every uh, every morning for the last like two or three weeks, which feels good. And I've been staying out late because of the comedy festival, and now I want to get that back to rein that in. Getting to bed by like midnight. I've been playing a lot of Civilization Six, which uh, is a nice way to connect with my brother, and it's a good little bit of downtime. But I don't want to get sucked into playing that too much. I'm on the straight and narrow. I'm on the fucking, you know. I've I got work to do. I got things that I got to sort out. No more depression. <laughs> no more fucking feeling sad. <laughs> I was thinking this morning, like I just realized um, that I have to do the show three more times <laughs> in Sydney. <laughs> I was like, I think when I, you know, I did the last show on Sunday and in my mind when I finished, I was like, jettison that. <laughs> Gone. 
out of the brain and then I was in bed this morning and I was like, fucking, I've still got three shows in Sydney, mate. I can't, <laughs> I can't let go of it just yet or else I'll have nothing to say. Buy tickets to Sydney, by the way. Um, let's have a sip of tea. Yeah, too hot still. I knew it. Oh, I'm looking forward to uh, booking a bit of travel in the calendar. I'm going to Sydney on, I think the shows are the... Fuck, 13, 14, 15, or maybe 14, 15, it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a couple weekends from now, uh, in a small room at the Enmore Theatre, looking forward to those shows, looking forward to hanging out in Sydney, doing some other shows, whatever, um, I'm going to book some shows in Brisbane, maybe June, July, probably July, uh, I've got Adelaide at the end of the month, which I'm still waiting to hear back from the fucking guy, I've got a lot of admin to do. My main thing, though, this is my idea, right? I was having a chat to my dear friend, Peter Jones, um, on uh, Saturday night. And we're talking about, and maybe I want to call this podcast, It's Good When People Do Well. Because we've kind of had a joke about that and about how, like, at every turn, you know, fuck. So You know what, man? In my fucking room, there are so many goddamn little flies and I keep spraying neem oil on the soil of all my fucking house plants. But every time I sit here to play sieve, I sit in my chair, you know, and I'm like underneath my fucking monstera and there's just countless little flies and I'm getting good. I'm getting good at killing them. I fucking kill them with my bare hands all the time. It's satisfying. They're not big enough that when you smack, when you splat them, that they like go over your hands, you know, it's just like a little black dust on your hands and you're like, you used to be, you, do you ever think, uh, this is like the power trip that I get when I kill a fly. I'm like that there, that creature was the culmination of like an unbroken line of evolution going back as far as the beginning of life on earth. Like little proteins floating around in fucking you know, soup or whatever the fuck. And then they grew into like, I want to throw out some words that I don't know the meaning of here, protoplasms. <laughs> they grew into proto protoplasms. <laughs> and then those protoplasms, they were like, man, I want to fuck. <laughs> um, and they, became, they, they stopped being like little kind of like self-dividing cells and they started being, uh, oh, what's the word for that? When there's like two sexes, two, two biological sexes and they would fuck and they would make new ones and pass on their genes and evolve over billions of years. And the dinosaurs, there was like that huge extinction. But these little things, though, whatever they were at that time, they survived. They survived all of the mass extinctions and the ice ages and the aliens and uh, every other thing and all changes and evolved into these tiny little flies that breed in the soil of my fucking house plants. And I'm trying to play a game on my computer and it's flying too close to my face and it's annoying and I fucking kill it. And that line, it's like that guy in Lord of the Rings, my line has ended. That's that. And some people would find that to be like deeply tragic. Not me. I fucking love it. I love the power because I'm also 
a, a product of an unbroken line of evolution going back the same distance, you know? And I was here first. I fucking, I grew here. You flew here. You fucking little fly. Get out of my face. You are dead. And I killed you. Anyway, I was talking to my friend Peter Jones and, um, yeah, dude, we were just talking about like the way, I mean, jealousy is just never far from the surface when you're not, like I, I'm, I'm noticing jealousy is not inherently a bad thing. I mean, it's bad if you kind of act on it or let it, let it fucking chew you up, but... <clears throat> It can also be helpful to kind of let you know, like if you're jealous of someone, if I, I, I end up looking at people who are doing the sun, you know, they're doing comedy just like me and they're getting opportunities that I would like to get. And I find myself going, why did they get that and not me? And, uh, the truth is I don't know why, why some people get things and other people don't, but it's not really important. Like, the only reason to ask why is to then go, well, then how can I get that? And they don't. But, like, it's just down to the whims of the people making the decisions, you know? And it's nothing that I can control. And it's nothing that's bad. Some people get things and some people don't or whatever. <coughs> but the reason that I am so upset that I'm finding myself being so upset by other people getting things isn't because it's not fair. It's just because I'm not happy with where I'm at. So feeling jealous is helpful in the sense that it lets you know, hey, if you're looking at someone else and going, why did they get that? The only reason for that is because you're not happy with where you're at. So why aren't you happy with where you're at? Because the reason that I'm not happy with where I'm at is not because I didn't get this or that opportunity. Like it'd be nice to get, but there's other things that I can do to, um, to you know, to like improve my situation. So... One of the things that I can do that I really want to do is like, there's a comic called Luke Kidgel, who's fucking great, man. I really, I had a great chat with him in uh, the Gold Coast. I don't know if you guys know him. He's quite, he's like well known. He's got a lot of fans from YouTube from back in the day. He used to do the sketches and stuff and he books his own shows all around the country. And last year he did like a tour all around Australia and mobilized his followers into coming out to the live shows. And he, you know, puts the shows on and they fucking they sell and then he films them and then he puts out content from the shows online and that gets more followers and whatever and he's just kind of figured out this model where he can go and play live shows and make money and just do the thing he's just doing the thing he's just doing comedy which is what I want. he's doing exactly what I want to do and um, no one gave him that's the thing is that no one gave him that he fucking did it himself and it's um <clears throat> like to to book a show and just try and sell the tickets immediately in my mind all of these kind of objections come up and i've been saying it to people and people have the same objections that come up in my mind people go i say luke kidgel does it and they go luke kidgel has you know thousands of followers and you don't and it's true but what am I going to do? Am I like, I don't want <clears throat> to get thousands of followers online. Like I just, I've, I have no interest in doing that for the sake of doing it. And I don't think, I think you need to have an interest, you know, like <clears throat> I think you need to have some kind of content that you're excited to put out. 
and I just I don't want to do sketches. I don't want to do fucking. I've, it's it's clear if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time that I've tried to make this podcast, you know, palatable and whatever and like marketable and it's just not me, man. I just don't want to do it. So rather than wait around until I have, you know, heaps of followers, what if I just go out and just try and sell the show? Like I've got my special online. I've got good clips that people like. I've got money to pay for those clips to get in front of people. You know, why don't I just try and do it? So I'm going to try and book some regional tours. I want to try and book some regional shows in... I've got a list of fucking places. I want to go to like Ballarat and Bendigo, obviously, Geelong, uh, Warrnambool. These are places that I've been already. <clears throat> Actually, I've never been to Ballarat. Oh, I'm getting a fucking call. Should I answer this call on the podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Hello, this is Aiden Jones. Oh, good day, mate. How are you? God fucking damn it. <laughs> that was my therapist calling saying that I missed my appointment 15 minutes ago. Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> oh my God. I'm a mess. Look at me. Look at how up and down I am. I start the podcast. I'm like, it's all good. I'm not fucking whatever. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, oh my God. I hate missing things. You know what? All right, here's something. I'll get back to the tour thing. Here's something I've been working on. Forgiving myself. The other day, I had a, uh, like, some appointment for, um, I'm like, I got I went and got my skin checked because I'm like, you know, I've turned 30 and so now I'm worried about my health suddenly and I'm like, all right, let me go get my skin checked. I got a couple moles, you know, a couple mates of mine have had cancer. Maybe I've got cancer. <laughs> That'd be something to do. <laughs> I am just like, I think it's just I'm kind of bored. I don't have a lot on. So I'm like, all right, I'll go get my skin checked. <laughs> but um, I went to the wrong place. I went to, there's like a fucking dermatology center. I just thought, I'm such a fucking, uh, you know what? I don't want to use rude words at myself, but I'm disappointed in myself because... I got the text from the place and then I just typed into Google Maps like dermatology and then I just went to the first place that you know what I mean? Like I didn't even check where I had an appointment. So I went to some place in South Melbourne and I got out of the thing, out of the tram and I got in there. I was like, hey, I've got an appointment. She was like, I don't have your appointment down. And without any argument, I was just like, I reckon I've gone to the wrong place. Like that's how, that's how fucking like shallow my conviction was that I was in the right place. I didn't check at all. As soon as she said, you've got the wrong place, oh, the wrong, like you don't have an appointment. I was like, oh, there's definitely, I've made the mistake here. And I did, and I was wrong. And I had to get the Uber, I had to get an Uber to go to the right place. I looked at, it was like took two, two seconds. I was like, oh yeah, great. The place that I needed to go was in the city. So I got an Uber there and it was like 20 minutes and it was all fine. I had my appointment, whatever. I don't have cancer. <coughs> but um, on the way there, I was just, that, that is a thing that's like, I've clearly made a mistake here. It was easily preventable. It was just, I mean, I don't know why I made that mistake. Laziness or, or just like a, you know, just like some fucking whatever, whatever it is. It's not necessarily laziness, just like a stupid mistake, a silly mistake. Even these words that I'm using, stupid, you know, it was a mistake and, and I think normally I would like beat myself up a lot 
for something like that, I'd be go, I'd be angry. I'd be like, no, like I just was then when I got off the phone from my therapist. Nah, Ada, no, and shouting. And then I get angry and I start shouting and I'm like, you know, because I can't, I don't want to feel the emotion of the disappointment. And um, I'm trying to get better at just like, because I've, I'm so fucking hard on myself, man. I am. I walk around and I'm like, you fucking idiot. You did that thing. But the other person doesn't care. I got to the dermatologist and she didn't care. She was like, yeah, cool, man. Sit down. Take your clothes off. I'm going to look at your skin. <laughs> it was so weird. I gave her a flyer for my comedy festival show. <laughs> I got there and I was just like, oh, good man. Thanks for the no cancer thing. By the way, I'm a comedian. <laughs> and here's a flyer for my show. <clears throat> so she didn't care that I was late. I mean, you know, it's like it's not ideal to be late to an appointment, but it wasn't the end of the world. People fucking whatever. But the whole way there, I'm... I think normally, like, and I can feel myself wanting to, like, freak out. And in therapy, we've been talking about like just being able to forgive myself because the other person doesn't care. So then who's the one making me feel bad? It's me flagellating myself with the fucking whip over the back, taking out chunks, you know? I'm the one making myself feel bad for this thing that I've done. And so the only person who can make me not feel bad is me if I stop fucking just like heaping blame on myself and thinking about it. It's just thinking about it. It's all it is, is just thinking about the bad thing that I've done and just choosing rather than to think about that, to think about something else, not even something good, just something else. <laughs> How crazy is that? All you have to do is just think about something else. Like I was riding my bike yesterday and I noticed I was just like drifting into thoughts of, um, of, you know, like an argument that I might have with someone that I hadn't had. I hadn't had the argument. We hadn't even had a discussion. It was just a thing that I just, I guess I have some anxiety over my relationship with this person in my life. Not an important person, just a person. That there was a chance that I might see that night. And I'm just thinking about what I would say to them and thinking about what they would say to me. And then I'm thinking about what, if they said that, then I'm going to say this and I'm going to be so angry and fuck them. And it's like, I haven't had this conversation. They've not said that to me. I'm saying it to myself through the guise of them in my imagination and making myself feel bad. How insane is that? To just make up a person and then make them say something to you. And then, <laughs> and then get angry about it. It's like a guy wearing, making a puppet out of his enemies, putting it on his hand and then making the puppet go, fuck you. And then the guy starts crying. <laughs> He's just alone in a room by himself, just crying. Stop. And I was like, I was riding my bike, having this argument with myself in my head. You know, in my mind, I think I've, I've, I've in the past, I've kind of like reframed that as like, no, I'm preparing. Like I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm cramming for the argument that I'm about to have playing out all the different scenarios. But like, 
you get there and the person never behaves the way you think they're going to behave. They do some other shit. (laughs) Not once have I thought about an argument in my head and then gotten to the place and the person has said what I imagined they would say in my mind. I mean, imagine if they had, that'd be fucking cool. Like if you could, you know, if you could see through time or whatever, but it's never happened. I've never had the argument in my head and then got there and the person said the thing and I was like, oh, I'm so ready for this. No, I'm always like, they say a different thing and then I just freeze because I'm like, this isn't how it went before. <laughs> and now I have to think about... the And the only way to practice being in an argument is to be... You've got to be in a moment in the argument. So you've got to be in the moment the rest of the time. And by having the argument in my head, I'm leaving the moment. And I was on my bike having this argument and then I realized that there was, I had my headphones in, there's music playing and I'm like ignoring the music. I've like chosen music to listen to and I've put my headphones in and it's playing and I'm just ignoring the music. I'm not listening to it. I'm not paying attention to it at all. It's just a soundtrack to imaginary people (laughs) yelling at me in my head. (laughs) <laughs> so now like every time I listen to fuck what was I listening to? every time I listen to that new Bonobo album I'm going to imagine some fucking person in my life calling me an idiot in my head like I'm classically conditioning myself to imagine being yelled at when I listen to my favourite music how silly so I listen to the music I just, I made a decision and I was writing, listening to the music and it was great, you know, it's good music, Bonobo's new album is great, my mate bought it for me on vinyl for my birthday, I've listened to it, it's a nice album, (sighs) all right, this week, what am I going to, so the podcast I think will be called, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to call it, it's it's good when people do well, because me and Pete have been making that joke of just like, that's something that you have to tell yourself. You have to remind yourself when other people do well, it's good. It's not bad and it's not, they're not doing anything to you. And it's actually got nothing to do with you other than that they're your friend and you can be happy for them. But it's hard to remember. It's like something that you say through gritted teeth, you know. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good when people do well. It's good. It's good. <laughs> and it is good. When people do well and, um, uh, yeah, 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 blah, 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 that's my fucking whatever. Just more messages from my therapist. Um, yeah, man, it's good when people do well. So like I've got to, <sighs> I want to figure out what it is that I can do to take control of my shit. So I'm booking these regional gigs and uh, I'm going to do some of that today after this podcast. I'm going to go write for a little bit <clears throat> and then uh, I'm going to send out some messages for the people who I know who can book me venues and then I'm going to try and scout some venues in places that I've never been that I don't know anyone there, you know, and just see what I can do. See if I can get some people out. See if I can put some shows on and build an audience based off of live work. That is the move. So, all right, I've got a couple stories I want to tell, actually. Here's some positive things that I can focus on. 
Oh, first of all, actually, I'm I'm excited to play some more piano after the festival. I'm um, <clears throat> I've been like playing a little bit again, finding the time. I'm playing uh, Chopin's Nocturne in B flat minor, which is the the uh, one before the one in E flat major, which is the famous one. You know the one. Um, B flat minor, beautiful, a little bit more haunting. And I've got the first section and the second section, and now I just need the transition back to the the return of the first section that's slightly different, and then there's an ending that's really nice. That's the one that I kind of, I listened to it when I was on Mushrooms a few months ago, <coughs> and I noticed, I think, that the it kind of feels like the whole Nocturne is built around this one chord change between the the um, the tonic... Is it called the tonic or the root? Fuck, I can't remember. The the like B flat minor chord, and then the is it the diminished? I think it might be the diminished of that chord. But anyway, there's like a there's like a root, and then it rises, and then it goes back again. Rather than like changing chord, it's just the one chord, and then a slight change of that chord, and then back. It's fucking, and it's kind of the whole thing feels like it's built around this just like semitone shift. That's what I noticed when I was on Mushrooms and I was like, I want to play that. And I, I've got a couple. I've got another one by List, Constellation, number three in uh, D-flat major that I've learned like two-thirds of and I want to learn the end of that as well just to get those underhand so that I can stop. I've been a little bit bored of the songs that I've been playing because I've got the same, you know, I've got Claire de Lune, E flat minor, oh, sorry, E flat major. I've got the C minor, which is always uh, shaky. And then I've got Liebestrom. And, uh, you know, aside from those, I don't really have a lot of repertoire. So it'd be nice to add these two. <coughs> Just has something else to play. Um, man, I went to, uh, I got a couple stories. I went to this show uh, with some friends on Saturday night. And I don't want to say the name of the show because it wasn't good. <laughs> and it's not, these aren't people that I'd want to support, you know? But by the same token, they're not bad, like, I mean, I think one of them is bad because he, uh, he, he, um, just got caught for, like, defrauding people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know the full story there, whatever. Um, he did some sort of monetary fraud scam thing and that's how he's been financing <coughs> this cruel guys, you know, they make movies and sketches and whatever. I mean, they're not big. They're not anything important. No one knows who they are. But they put on shows every year for the comedy festival and it's like the kind of, you know, it's called like Uncensored or something like that. It's, I can't remember the name of the show that they put on. But it's like all of the images for the show are like them with hands over their mouths and it's like very much in the vein of like you can't say anything anymore and 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 political correctness and and free speech stuff and whatever and my friends have been going every year because they put on a show every year my friends have gone every year for like a few years and they always come back and they say the same thing it's so bad it was amazing i laughed so hard i love it because it's bad and i i kind of understand that but I mean, I don't want to go to something and just, like, make fun of it, you know? Like, people trying to do something to, like, make them feel bad. Like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a part of something where you just go and you laugh at someone and you're like, ha, 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 
you suck and I'm taking pleasure in watching you suffer. I don't want to do that. But my friends going to this thing, I'm like, you know, I trust these guys and I, I don't think that they would want to do that either and they keep saying how great it is to go. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to check this out. And uh, I went on Saturday night and like the... I mean, it's it's three guys. They do stand up each. Their stand up sets are bad, um, but I realized pretty quickly that the game of the show, and I don't know that they're necessarily in on this, but it seems like at least half of the audience were on the same page. I mean, there were a lot of my friends, like comics and stuff, there, and there were about thirty, thirty-five people in the crowd. The game of the show is <clears throat> to just put aside any kind of moral judgments about the things that these people are saying and just laugh and cheer everything they say because these guys, like, the way that they're approaching comedy is so far from anything that might be considered good or, like, insightful (laughs) or, like, (coughs) funny or anything... Like, I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what they think they're doing. I mean, I guess they're just trying to be funny, but it's not satire. It's not grounded in any kind of reality. You know, like the things they're making fun of. I'm like, does anyone actually hold these views? <laughs> Is this like the opposite of anything that exists in the world or like an exaggeration? It's not. I mean, you know, some of the sketches that, because it's, it's the three guys, they do stand up each like 10, 10, 10 minutes and then. And then there's sketches that they filmed. And like one of the sketches was like something, I didn't even really understand what it was. It was like, our farmers are doing it tough. So like, what about cocaine? (laughs) Like that was, and the sketch was just like, they're on a farm. And then one of them has like a big bag of, you know, white powder that's supposed to be cocaine. And then he's like shoving it up the other guy's ass for no, like for some reason. And I don't really understand what they were pitching or what it was supposed to be like an ad or something. But I'm like, what is this ad for? Are they growing cocaine at the farm? Why are they on a farm when they're showing us the product? Why is he shoving it in his mate's ass? It made a fucking absolutely no sense. And I was cheering and whooping and laughing the whole time because the game is then they come back on stage and they do more stuff on stage. And if you like give them all of that energy then they'll perform harder and the brain that created that will create more of it more nonsense in front of you like you know and you get to see what these guys really (laughs) really think is funny and um i mean god one of them is a black guy and then the other two are white guys and like the black guy said the n-word which is fine it still kind of felt weird. It's a white audience. He was the only black guy in the room, but like, whatever, he's a black guy, you know, like he can say whatever he wants. But then another point, and I'll try and like explain this sketch. So the sketch is, this is a live one. Black guy and one of the white guys are sitting there on a bus. And then uh, the other white guy comes up and he's a cop. Now, the white guy's holding a gun and he looks, he's like wearing a hoodie and he looks really dodgy. And the black guy is like looking like, uh, I can't remember what he was wearing, but he's supposed to look respectful. 
and uh, the cop comes up and he arre- he goes to arrest the black guy because he's like, you're dangerous. You're clearly something. There's been reports of a dangerous person on this bus and you look the most dangerous. And the guy's like, is it because I'm black? Because actually I identify as a white guy, as a privileged white guy, right? So that they're making fun of identity politics and, the, the, you know, like saying that if you can identify as this, you can identify as whatever you want, right? So he's like, I identify as a white guy. And then the cop is like, okay, if you're really white, then what about this? And he asks him a, a series of questions to prove that he's white. And he answers all of them. And they're, you know, some of them are like kind of good, like comments on whiteness and privilege and whatever. Interesting, isn't it? To have a sketch that holds... The idea that being able to self-identify as something is wrong and also that uh, racial privilege exists in the world. Like, I don't, there's no consistent political viewpoint. I mean, I guess you could argue that those are consistent, whatever, but the people that believe in racial privilege often also believe that um, you can identify, you know, like identity politics and that kind of stuff. So that's interesting. <coughs> They go through the series of questions and then the cop goes, wow, you really are a white guy. And then he walks off. And so the black guy's sitting there and he's a white guy now. And then the white guy's sitting there with a gun and he looks all dodgy. And that's the kind of joke is that there's a dodgy person on the on the, on the the bus and the guy goes to the black guy and not the fucking guy holding the gun. And then uh, the guy holding the gun <laughs> points the gun at the black guy's head and he goes... I actually identify as an underprivileged black teenager who's addicted to meth and I'm here to rob you. And, <laughs> and at this point, <clears throat> I'm like, okay, now that's taken a turn. And uh, then the black guy goes, okay, if you're really black, prove it. And he asks him a series of questions to prove that you're a black guy. Um, and there's an, you know, again, some of them are decent jokes, but like the fourth or fifth one is, um, the black guy just raps the first line to the first verse of, um, is it straight out of Compton? Whatever that NWA song is, a book called Ice Cube from a crew called with attitude and it's like the n-word so he does the first line and then the white guy to prove that he's black is supposed to rap the second line and he does and he hits the (laughs) n-word with the hard r (coughs) he just does it straight and he's like big energy And everyone in the room just was like, whoa. <laughs> but like, the game is you support, you, you fucking cheer, <laughs> you know? <laughs> because this is what we came here to see, <laughs> to see a white guy. Like, you know, as a, a way to be like funny, <laughs> to try and say the N-word. I mean, I didn't come there to see specifically that, but like, that's what's in this guy's head. That's what he thinks is funny. And I laughed so hard because like, I mean, I knew that in this room, no one was going to say, don't do that. But in any other place, I mean, I wouldn't be the one to, I'm never the one to be like, hey, you can't say that. Like, whatever, you know, if you want to say that word, you're a fucking dummy. But like... I'm not going to fucking pick an argument with some fucking person who's crazy enough to do that, like as if I'm going to change their mind, you know? 
So it was just this insane thing that happened, and it was just a kind of group recognition of like that guy's crazy. Um, I mean, there were so many moments like that. That was the most outrageous thing that happened on the show. But there were so many moments like that. And that wasn't even the end of the sketch. I don't remember the end of the sketch, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, that wasn't even the point of the sketch. That was just one of the beats that they were like, yeah, that'll be funny. And then the end of the show was um, one of the white guys came out and the other two guys were behind him and they were like miming out some fight. And My Way by Frank Sinatra played, but they changed the words to, uh, instead of I did it my way, it was we beat the virus. And it was all about like beating COVID-19 and, you know, fuck the lockdowns and fuck the vaccine and all of this stuff. And, uh, and I fucking, you know, I had my arms around my mates and I was singing along. <laughs> Like, I was just happy to be there experiencing that with my friends, man. I guess there's some sort of guilt maybe that, um, that, you know, I'm like enabling this kind of shitty behavior, but it just really didn't feel shitty. <clears throat> like, I mean, it is shitty, but it wasn't like a hateful, uh, there, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that these guys performing this show were like hateful or... I wouldn't endorse the show. I wouldn't say that it's a good show and I didn't pay for tickets. None of us did because it was in the festival and so we got in for free and I would never recommend anyone pay for tickets. I mean, I'm not saying that these guys deserve any sort of attention or acclaim for putting on the show, but in terms of just an experience with my friends that I really was so grateful for, I mean, it was one of the like best feelings that I had all comedy festival going and seeing this show and just experiencing it and like, you know, the in-group feeling of being there and knowing that we were there to kind of make fun of it and participate in it with my friends. It was awesome. We sang, we were screaming at the top of our lungs, the show finished. <sighs> yeah. I don't know, man. That's that. Maybe I can say this. I forgive myself for going... And watching that show and participating in it. How about that? I'm going to try and forgive myself for that. And and allow myself the joy of having participated in that. Because that's what it was. It was joy. I think that's going to be the podcast for this week. I've got a photo. Uh, I have a photo here of um, my friends Shad and Pete do a show called Shad and Pete Save the World. Where people write down their problems and chuck them in like a bucket. And uh, and then the comedians solve the problems on stage. And it was so funny. One of the problems with this girl was like, I, uh, I can only orgasm from like just crossing my legs. And she said she'd been doing that since she was really young. And now her like doctor or therapist or someone had said that she'd trained herself to do that for so long that that's probably the only way, like she's, that's the only way she can orgasm now. And then someone as a joke was like, why don't you cross your toes and see if that worked? I don't know. That, that was a joke that was made, whatever. And she went, oh, I, uh, I, I can't cross my toes. I have webbed toes. <laughs> Which like, what are the chances of those two freakish things both being unearthed in, you know, 
in one show. And then she she was so cool. She got on stage, took her shoe and her sock off and showed everyone her webbed toe. Oh, my God. Hilarious. And uh, anyway, after the show, Shad and Pete were taking a photo with her and someone was taking the photo. And I got a photo of that person taking the photo of those guys on stage after the show. So that's going to be the photo of this week's episode under the Google Deep Dream. Um, the episode is called It's Good When People Do Well. Thank you guys very much for listening this week. Hope you're having a good one. If you're new listening to the podcast, um, Give us a review, five stars on iTunes. Share it on your um, Instagram or whatever. Follow Sitting Under Podcast for all of the images. And, uh, oh, fuck, I might chuck up. What did I have? Oh, I've got some photos from that. Yeah, I've got some photos from that show. I'll um, I'll chuck up a couple photos from the show on the Instagram of like silly little things. I think I've got a couple. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Aiden Jones, Sitting Under a Tree. Peace.